I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, as well as giving you specific takeaways uh, to make your creative journey a little bit easier. Now, before I fully get into things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. And now, let's get into it, right? So, I'm officially back from my hiatus. Yes, it's been a couple of weeks since I last posted uh, anything, and the reason for that was because I was filming a feature film. Not only was I doing that, but I was filming it in Colombia. And if you've heard the uh, past vlogs that I've done, you heard the buildup towards that, the pre-production side. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about the, the bird's eye view of that experience without, you know, divulging too many details because that would reveal plot and stuff like that. I'm also going to talk about other things that have been going on as well. So, uh, first off, what an experience, right? To get to go to another country and film a movie, right? In a lot of ways, for me, I equate it to like a sports team in the sense that we were the away team, right? So whenever sports events happen, you know, there's a home team and there's an away team generally. And the home team has an advantage. They're playing in front of their crowd, they know the stadium, they know the field and so forth. Um, you know, they don't have to stay in hotels and, you know, they, they have their homes to go back to and so forth, right? It's a short distance away. When you're the away team, Obviously, it's the opposite of that. It's a lot harder. And uh, for us, you know, filming in Colombia, specifically Bogota, the, the capital, you know, we're not familiar, right? So we are the away team. And um, in spite of that just fact itself, uh, we created something very magical. You know, it was, it was uh, 12 days of filming. Now, we didn't... Uh, we pretty much what they call made every single day, right? So meaning what you intended to shoot, you ended up filming. So we pretty much did that with the exception of one day. There was just one day that uh, it was, I, I, uh, I, we call it the no good, horrible, terrible, horrendous, bad day. Um, something like that, right? Basically just nothing was working for us and, uh, despite everyone's best efforts. And so we made a choice to like, okay, let's just get what we can and need and the rest will film back in LA. And so that's kind of the overall uh, status of things, right? We filmed pretty much, I would say like 90, 95% of the movie and just the last little bits, a couple pages left that we need to film. And we will do that uh, after the Thanksgiving break, maybe in the new year, something like that, you know? Um, but overall, very, very great experience. You know, people ask me what was my favorite set or scene to, to, to film. And the, the reason I have trouble answering that is because, you know, we literally used Bogota as our playground and we filmed such amazing scenes. Um, you know, there's very intimate scenes. There's very expansive scenes. And we just captured so much, right? And I can't wait to put it all together. And, you know, this is our 
love letter to Colombia. But don't worry, it's not just you know a travel vlog. There, there is of course a story, and I'm grateful for you know our cast and crew for being able to work this sort of magic, right? Because it's it's no small task. Like doing this, right? That's why I made the analogy about the being the away team. It's tall order, right? And it becomes a lot more taller uh, when you have a limited budget and, you know, a small crew and cast. But everyone really held their own and put their heart and soul into this movie. And the result shines in each frame, right? So, um, really fantastic. Looking back on it... You know, one of the things I learned about Bogota is basically from morning till about like 1 p.m., it's gorgeous, right? Not a cloud in the sky. It's as sunny as you can imagine. And then from like 1 to 4, it is just absolute downpour. Sometimes hail, right? Like literally, it'll just change and all of a sudden you're dealing with this rain and like of biblical proportions, lightning, thunder, just all that. And then it clears up. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know that it rained necessarily, except for the fact that it's chilly. It's cold, right? So that seems to be the weather pattern of Bogota. Um, and it's, you know, again, like, as much as, like, we, we, the film gods really smiled upon us because while we didn't finish the movie, we really got what we needed to. And, you know, the moments where, like, we... we we always got just enough of like, okay, if we were at a certain location and we needed X, Y, and Z, we got exactly X, Y, and Z before it started raining, you know? Um, and so it's just, it was just incredible, right? Um, you know, looking back on it, um, we obviously, you know, I, I talked about this before about like not having like an official budget. It's just like, um, you know... We spend what we need to spend. We're going to try to be as frugal as possible, but without sacrificing the end result. You know, in the end, um, transportation was the costliest. Like, um, now, Uber, right? We were able to Uber a lot of places, and Uber was pretty much dirt cheap, and I wish we were able to utilize Uber a lot more. However, even with our small cast and crew, we still needed van transportation, and the only way to have done that was to go through a service and, and stuff like that, or at least, you know, to make it reliable. And really, and that's where a lot of the money we ended up using went towards. And, you know, we, we planned a certain amount of days to use the van, and as things kind of kept ramping up, it just was like, you know what, it's just more convenient, let's get the van, um, I know it's money, let's just, let's just do it, and so forth, right? So all in all, I would say transportation ended up being the costliest factor to all of this, which also includes flights, right? Um, you know, we, we had to check in more luggage than anticipated. We had to check in, uh, we, we had to pay for uh, overages, meaning, you know, you're, you're allotted a certain amount of weight um, for the check bags, and we were over that. Not only that, like, they weighed our carry-ons going there, and so we had to, like, part of the reason why we had to check in more bags than anticipated was because we had to take stuff out of our check-in bags and put it into our check bags and so forth. So um, that in itself was a, was a process of just getting everyone there and so forth. Not, you know, um, just because of the airline and not that anyone was doing anything bad. It's just the situation, right? 
of what it was. Um, but in hindsight, you know, um, the things that I would look back upon, number one, I would have scouted the locations uh, in advance. And, you know, I was trying to conserve some money by not flying myself out in advance and really, you know, spending time there. But in the grand scheme of things, it wouldn't have, you know, a couple hundred bucks wouldn't have made that much of a difference um, in terms of uh, the budget, but, you know, would have helped uh, towards uh, the production of the film. Now, that's not to say, again, this is these aren't like negatives of anything. It's just, you know, it's good to kind of keep things in mind uh, moving forward, right? The lessons that you learned. That's, after all, the only reason to really go back into the past is so you can use it for the, the present and the future. So that would be one, is just really going in and location scouting, um, you know, myself and, and really seeing it um, from the ground perspective and so forth, right? Um, and not being stingy with the budget on that. Um, the other thing, I think, um, you know, we, we had intense rehearsals um, leading up to this, you know, for like, you know, we, we did rehearsals for months leading into this and the actors were very well prepared for everything. But I think one thing I would have done uh, is, and I, I want to do this moving forward on, on any film that I do, is annotate the script for each actor on a scene-by-scene -scene level. Um, so that way, like, you know, they, they understand, like, even if I'm not there to deliver notes um, on a specific, at a specific moment, they can always just reference that of, like, okay, what's the subtext of this line? Uh, emotionally, where I'm at? You know, what do I need to change? Or some, something like that. And, you, you know, something like that, um, I think would have been a tall order to do uh, before this filming, but maybe, you know, um, I, I thought of it because like about like t towards the, the tail end, I was like, you know what, as part of, y you send what's called a call sheet, meaning uh, um, the night before filming on a particular day, you get the call sheet and it shows you what you're going to be doing for the next, for that day, right? And as part of that call sheet, you know, I thought it'd be nice um, that, like, I include, you know, these things, these notes for the actors so they know of, and they can mentally prepare for the next day. So, like, scene by scene, what, you know, the stuff that we're going to be filming, what it is that I'm looking for, right? So they can, they can do the preparation, and when we show up on set, um, it's just minor adjustments, and really, I mean, ultimately, that's kind of what we did, right? Through all the rehearsals that we've done, we were, uh, we were doing the majority of the work. But then in, uh, you know, on the day of filming, we were making minor adjustments here and there, right? Because obviously of specific blocking, you know, we didn't get a chance to rehearse in the physical spaces that we ended up being in. And obviously, when there, you know, creative ideas start to flow of like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. So we were adjusting, Right. And I think this would, would have been another um, tool in the arsenal, if you will, of how to really do that. And again, um, not to say that any of this detracted from the piece, but in general, you know, again, uh, just thinking about what could be and how to, how to improve for next time, right? And then the thing that uh, towards the end... Um, 
that we had to just be mindful of. For some reason, our audio gear just got the crap kicked out of it. You know, we had um, we had five lobs because there were five main actors, and not that all five actors were being utilized in every single scene, uh, but obviously there were plenty of scenes where they were, and so that's why we had the five lobs. And for whatever reason, um, just with like the interference of electrical wires in Bogota, the the radio signals and so forth, like um, our our lobs just got the crap kicked out of them. You know, not physically, but just for whatever reason, you know, they they uh, they took a beating, and so we literally had to kind of uh, start to utilize. Okay, for filming. Uh, a wide shot, let's say, with all five people, you know, let's kind of uh, scatter the lobs so that way, you know, another person's being picked up on X, Y, and Z lob. Um, and then when we went on for close-ups, you know, that those people would have the lobs and the rest, obviously, they're not on camera, so they didn't need them. Um, so all in all, I think uh, I'm going to, moving forward, try to really invest in just even better audio equipment, right? So that way we can avoid that. Um, the saving grace, I mean, you know, we made it work, A, and we got we got beautiful audio thanks to um, Edgar, uh, who's, you know, our, our sound recordist. Like, he, he really, you know, and, and, and he's very nitpicky, right? So there was times he was like, oh, I don't know if we got it. And then, at, like, at night I'd be listening to the audio. I'm like, this is the cleanest audio we've ever recorded in my life. Like, what you, you know? Uh, so there's that, uh, and I think uh, another thing that really benefited us, benefited us in terms of the audio is we, um, you know, towards the tail end of pre-production, Jonathan brought up the notion of, Jonathan Moulton, of getting shotgun mics for the cameras themselves. And I ended up getting these Rode shotgun mics that were very well reviewed, and they were just, honestly, they were fantastic. Um, so between the lobs and those shotgun mics, we have really gorgeous audio to be able to work with. So, um, so that, that's just very exciting in itself because, you know, oftentimes like novice filmmakers, they'll get, they'll film the movie and they'll perhaps, they'll get great images, but it sounds like crap. And, and, and that really then is a huge deterrent, right? Like it, it separates a great movie from just like, okay, it looks good, but it's like, you know, audiences, the general audiences, um, they don't necessarily care how well it's, it looks, but if it sounds like crap, they'll, they will notice, right? That, that, that tends to be a general thing. And so the fact that we got great audio um, is a huge, huge thing for us, right? And another strategy that we employed was basically after we filmed the scene, they would just do an audio only take. And that way, you know, it's kind of, kind of like doing ADR in the moment. Now, ADR is when after the movie's edited, you know, if, if lines need to be replaced because they need to be cleaned up, uh, someone will go in a booth, a soundproof booth and record it and it'll get matched in. <clears throat> and so, uh, the, the the problem with that though it, it it sounds hollow and you have to recreate the sound space of the actual live environment that the scene is supposed to take place in, and so while it's not um, you know the timing of things can be a little bit off, it, um, you know doing it this way 
it gives you a much more realistic version of that. And with today's technology, it's a lot easier. You can actually time it pretty well and adjust you know, for uh, the speech pattern of the actual video take. You can, you can just shift the audio to match their lips. It becomes a lot easier. And by doing it this way, again, it'll sound much more natural because you're taking that audio from the live environment rather than the soundproof uh, room, right? Um, so there's that, you know? Um, and I know I'm being kind of very vague about it. Um, you know, I don't wanna, I, I wanna save some of the fun stories about production and things like that uh, for a later time once, you know, uh, for like behind the scenes features and with the actors and so forth. Um, so I'm withholding uh, those. Um, but a, a lot of great memories, a lot of great memories. Um, and truly a fantastic group. So like, let me shout out kind of everyone, right? So uh, Jennifer Smith, who was, you know, came on as our makeup person, as well as like assistant director, pr production assistant, uh, uh, just all around great um, person to have around and helping, right? Uh, Jonathan Moulton, who was basically my co-cinematographer, um, fantastic guy, um, really salt of the earth spirit. Um, Kenny Harrison, Kenny Harrison, um, you know, he, he asked to be involved in this film and uh, I'm so grateful that he was. He was just organized to the T, um, made sure things ran smooth and so I can focus on the creative side and, you know, if things need to get done, I would just tell him like, hey, can you handle this? And he'd be like, yep, got it. And, and he did. Um, then of course there's uh, Edgar and Lena. So Edgar Cortez and his wife, Lena, who they were my like local um, people that I knew and they were my eyes and ears and they, they were essentially like our tour guides and they were just, amazing, loved the experience, um, made it so wonderful for all of us involved. Um, everyone grew to love them, um, just fantastic human beings, and it was great. For me, it was actually the first time I, I got to meet them in person. You know, we've done uh, video calls, and I've known them for a lot of, uh, you know, at this point, maybe like two, three years, but I never met them in real life. So I got a chance to actually meet them in real life, so that was fantastic. Um, then there was their friend, Willie. He was basically like our bodyguard um, slash security <laughs> and just amazing guy. Um, took no shit from anybody. Um, so yeah, really, really great. And then of course you had the five um, people involved for the five actors, right? And not only were they actors, but you know, each of them really took a producing role. Like they, they made a lot of things happen. So of course you had Sarah Stretton, you had Krista McLaughlin, Andrew Guy, Veronica Pierdita, and Cleo Abdelrahim. You know, um, an amazing group of people that, uh, you know, in spite of being tasked with a lot, they really delivered ultimately on screen as performers. And so I'm grateful for them. Um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, next steps are we're gonna we're gonna finish out the movie. Just a couple of pages left of script to film. Um, so sometime in December, sometime in the new year, you know, we're going to get that done. And, 
you know, for me, it's one of those things. I, you know, with the holidays and things like that, want people to enjoy time off. But yes, there is this certain amount of anxiety, like just getting it, you know, wrapped up. Because yeah, I'm fearful that people will move on with their lives. And not, not that they would ultimately, like everyone's just already so invested in this project that, uh, that we would make it work. But you know, as time goes by, life takes over and, and other things, projects come up. And so, you know, just from that perspective, it's just easier for everybody if like, okay, let's, let's, let's commit to, you know, finishing this out. And then I can do my thing of editing and, and getting over the post-production finish line, right? Um, once everything's there. Um, the other thing that, uh, you know, um, when we were there, one of the things I focused on was obviously getting everything done that we need to with the actors. You know, a lot of times people were like, oh, do you want some B-roll of X, Y, and Z? And it was like, it would be nice if we can get it. But let's focus on what we need to get with the actors, because if it, if if it's slowing down that, let's not get the the B roll, and B roll is just um, you know footage of let's say the city or just you know certain things right to, to, um, that you see like in let's say a montage or something like that, and the reason why I made this call because obviously um, for me it's like I can hop on a plane anytime and get. Uh, you know, some footage of whatever building that I needed to during sunrise, right? But I can't get the actors necessarily, right? That becomes a lot harder. And so it was like, let's let's get what we need with the actors. Let's let's film them out. And if we get some B-roll along the way, great. But let's let that that's not the focus because I know I can get that at any any point in time. So you know, that was a kind of mentality of of stuff and. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited by it. And like I said, I'm going to be sharing a lot more um, into the you know deeper stuff, if you will, as time goes by. But right now to share them would be spoilers and I don't want to do that. As far as, ne- you know, so th- that's the next steps for that. But as far as my next steps, I'm very excited. You know, yesterday I, uh, I finished up formatting and sending off my my debut novel right a novel that I've been working on for a number of years and um, I'm excited for it to be available in the in the it should be available in the coming days Um, I'll link to it in the description and I'll certainly be making an announcement about it on social media but uh, it's a weird feeling because it's a it's a creatively like I've gone through the journey with this novel, like I, I, I've been complete, but you know, now finally for it to be in like just, you know, at then just, just inches away from the finish line, and then it, you know, when it becomes available to you and everyone else, it's an interesting feeling because I've been working on it for so long, and I'm excited for it to be out there. Um, so, so there's that, and um, you know, in tandem with working on this film i'm excited to work on my next book and you know creatively get get something else going and that that's the thing like this past week right so we 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 got back in on monday night and you know people were people asked me like hey are you gonna like take any time off away from the movie before you start like really working on it and the truth of the matter is you know i wouldn't have but um but just by the sheer nature of it in terms of editing, 
um, what I had to do was create what's called proxies. So they're, um, they're lower resolution files that are smaller in uh, sp you know, the space they take up in terms of gigs. So it's a lot easier and manageable to edit, right? And not only did I have to create those, but um, I technically have to sync all the audio with the video, right? Line everything up and make sure it matches before I can start editing. Well, um, the syncing part I'm going to be doing this week, uh, the creating the proxies literally took, basically I wrapped up yesterday, right? Late at night. And that's because there's, you know, we filmed a lot of great footage. It's, it's humong you know, um, when you're filming like 4K footage, it's humongous file sizes. And so it takes a while to um, what they call export these things, right? And, you know, so I'm not really doing much besides like telling the computer every couple hours of like, okay, hey, now that you've finished that folder, you know, start on this folder and these specific files, right? So that, that's kind of the extent of the work that I had to put in for that. So it meant that I had downtime. Now, of course, you know, being back, I had to do my work work and, and you know, get reacclimated to that world. But at the same time, you know, it afforded me to, you know, I thought about my novel and I was like, okay, well, I have this downtime. So let me, uh, let me just drive this across the finish line finally. So I did that. And I started thinking about other stuff too, you know, that, that have been kind of on my list. And I was like, all right, let's just, let's just go down the list and just get things done. So, you know, the other exciting thing is I updated my Patreon page. Uh, so that way, you know, it's, it's something I've, I've had a Patreon page, but I've not really leaned into it. And now I really want to, right? I want to, I, I, lo I love the interaction I have through these vlogs and lessons and episodes that I ultimately put out and through social media. But I want to amp that to the next step because I love the more direct interactions I get to have with you and everyone else. And so through the Patreon page, um, that allows for that, right? Um, it allows that next phase, that next level of things to take form. So um, yeah, all that to say, I would greatly appreciate if you just checked out my Patreon page and uh, saw what's available to you. If you have any suggestions, always happy to um, amend things. Uh, the, the link for it is in the description. It's very easy for you. So I've been, been, been working on that. Um, like I said, figuring out what next creative projects I will be working on as I finish out these other ones, you know, and just as a tangent to this whole thing, um, you know, a lot of the people that I coach or just talk to in general that are artists, you know, they always have these amazing ideas and uh, they're plentiful and so forth and they don't know where to begin. And the fact of the matter is you just got to begin somewhere and just do something, right? And so for me, uh, you know, by finishing this novel, by wrapping up production on this film, that essentially opens up more space and I can move on to the next thing. So I, I, for me, I have a list of stuff that I want to do. And I never dismiss an idea, but I just put it on the list and just say, okay, that's a great idea, just not right now. And when I finish things off that I'm currently working on, then I get to move on to new stuff, right? And that's the way I view it. 
So I never dismiss ideas or feel pigeonholed by anything. Um, I just, you know, prioritize and just do a couple at a time and really focus on those until I get them over the finish line or, or, you know, whatever. And then I can move on to the next. So that's exciting, right? Um, so I'll be, I'll be doing that. The other thing, I, you know, just also, I'm someone who loves movies and there was a lot of movies that came out. So I was like catching up on movies. You know, I saw Spencer, I saw House of Gucci, I saw uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Afterlife. Then at home, I saw um, The Heart of They Fall um, and a couple of other movies that I wanted to catch up, you know. Um, so, yeah, just, just kind of getting reacclimated into life. And uh, also um, had a board meeting through uh, the Financially Fit Foundation, which is um, a nonprofit organization aimed towards uh, teaching people how to save um, and spend in alignment with their values, not their ego, right? So how to, how to, and in an effortless way, right? And so um, I'm really proud of that organization because they personally helped me years ago. And so now the fact that I get to be a board member um, is exciting. In fact, um, today we, uh, we just released like how to not go into credit card debt, tips for how to not go into credit card debt during um, the holidays because, you know, we all tend to overspend so I'll link to that video as well um, because I think it's a very beneficial video um, and I'm very proud of the work that the foundation is doing and that I get to be a part of. So a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff, exciting stuff um, on the horizon in terms of what I'm doing. So I'll keep you abreast. Um, you know, it's, it's just tremendous. Like I'll probably do a more official like year in review of everything that I've gotten a chance to do. But, you know, when you kind of just adopt the philosophy of no hurry, no pause, which is one of the very first episodes I pretty much did, um, you you start to look back at what you created. And I look back at this year and like, it's just incredible all the things that I've gotten to do and continue to get to do. And never do I feel exhausted. You know, I'm not about the hustle culture, but I am about just creating amazing stuff and, um, you know, I told people during the film shoot, like, you know, um, like, yeah, you know, uh, Columbia is great and I want to experience it. And that's why I wrote in all the various scenes. But my first priority for me is always the art, you know, because I've gotten, I've had, I've been blessed with so many great experiences. Um, but now I just really want to just create. And so I look forward to that. And that's kind of my North Star. Um in a lot of the things that I do, right? Um, and so, so I'm excited to, to just really do that in the coming year. And when I look back at everything that I've managed to do, you know, in the moment, right, we all have this feeling that we, we feel, feel like we're falling behind or it's never enough or that we're not doing a lot. But if, again, if you just adopt that philosophy of no hurry, no pause, and you're just making progress, however small, each and every single day, you can look back at something and be, quite amazed at what you managed to build and, and um, I'm blown away that by this past you know and, and really not even just this past year but like I was I made mention of the novel my debut novel um, that's literally years maybe five six years in the making and um, you know 
I'm not upset by that fact because that's just the natural course that it took to get to this point. So, um, yeah, you know, just, just small incremental progress and great things will come. So thank you for joining me on this episode. As always, if you have any questions or thoughts of your own, please share them down in the comments section or hit me up on social media at PhilSpeedTech. Uh, the various things that I've talked about uh, are linked in the description so that way you can get to them a lot faster. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and hope to see you next time.